Ladies and gentlemen, before we get to our episode this week, I wanted to give you a reminder or perhaps let you know for the first time about the Handlebars Happy Hour right here in Chico. If you don't know, they're a craft beer bar and restaurant right on the south end of town at 2070 East 20th Street, and they have a happy hour seven days a week from 2 to 6 p.m. where you get a dollar off every single one of their draft beers. So go check them out. Again, that's the Handlebar right here in Chico at 2070 East 20th Street. Here's the show. Why don't we begin? This is Fresh Hop Cinema. Hey, and welcome to Fresh Hop Cinema, a craft beer and film podcast and radio show based in Chico, California, telling you what you should be watching and what you should be drinking, and sometimes what you shouldn't be on either occasion. My name is Max Minardi. Johan von Sommers reporting for duty. (laughs) This week on the show, we crack open the crypt and share our thoughts on Renfield, the latest from director Chris McKay, starring Nick Cage, channeling Bela Lugosi by way of Bram Stoker, and Nicholas Holt as his quote-unquote familiar Renfield. Renfield is stuck under the oppressive and abusive thumb of his master, Dracula, and seeks help and victims at a local Abusers Anonymous group. But before we get to that, Johnny, tell these people what we are drinking. We are drinking beers from RAR Brewing, pronounced RAR, like a cat, out of Cambridge, Maryland. Beer number one uh, is called Out of Order, Here Kitty Kitty. It is a smoothie sour ale with flavors of bourbon, maple, pancake, or bourbon, Maple bacon a lot of cupcakes. <laughs> Bourbon maple bacon cupcakes. Perfect. Beer number two is their out of order series again. It is called Wowzers. It is a smoothie sour ale. You guessed it. And its flavor is fluffy raspberry cinnamon rolls with icing. Man, if you're listening on KZFR 90.1 FM, we hope you're having a terrific Thursday evening. As a quick heads up, you're only going to be hearing the first 30 minutes of our show, which includes our first beer review and the spoiler-free portion of our discussion of Renfield. That said, if you are so inclined to listen to the show in its entirety, which includes spoilers for the movie, a second entire beer review, and the always entertaining Hot and Bothered segment, Johnny will tell you what to do. You're going to go search for the Fresh Hop Cinema Podcast on Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Apple Podcastuses. We release new episodes every Friday morning at 7 a.m. We've been doing that since 2016, so if you like what you're hearing, go leave a five-star rating on the Apple Podcasts and let us know that you did. Just brag about it. This is our 300th episode. Yeah. We've been doing it for that long. If you don't rate an episode, you should, I mean, if you haven't done it yet, do it now. It's 300. Come on. You've had 300 weeks. (laughs) That's like a year of weeks. I think it's more than that. Yeah. Yeah, sure. (laughs) Yeah. Anyways, uh, do that, please. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. I get it. Mm -hmm. To hang out with us on social media, search Fresh Hop Cinema on Twitter, Instagram, Letterboxd, or Untapped, or just head over to our website, freshhopcinema.com. Maybe during that last bit, you were like, man, 300 weeks. How does how does a podcast sound so good and have all these expenses for 300 episodes? Well, you give us your money. That's how. That is pretty much how. Uh, we'd like to dress it up a little more than that by telling you to go to Patreon, which is a way that you can give us your hard-earned cash. And we give you, uh, in exchange, see. C- Super secret bonus episodes. Um, we've got one coming up to pair with this week. We're going to be doing a full review of the, um, I think Johnny might even say famous, good, Inf- amazing. Infamous. I would say infamous. Uh, 1989 Vampire's Kiss, also starring Nicolas Cage. We also have uh, invites to events that we extend to you, like our 300th uh, episode celebration, which will be exclusive to Patreon people next month. Um, so if you're into that sort of thing, you can go to patreon.com slash fresh hop cinema and you can sign up for as little as a dollar a week and if none of those things appealed to you please know that if you have a birthday and you're in patreon we will give you a shout out so a couple this week a big big patreon birthday week we got ben murray which is for uh, 4 15 april 15th which is last saturday uh so happy birthday to ben are you seeing ben tonight mm, no he's not making it to trivia nope just to give it some context for the future mm-hmm. okay well happy birthday nonetheless ben um i told him happy birthday the day before I was out of town the day before. Mm-hmm. Um, also, Brandon Duran coming up. Um, this will be um, by the time the episode releases uh, yesterday, April 20th. Shout out to Brandon Duran, longtime um, supporter of our show. Um, longtime Chico guy, no longer that way, but still a supporter of the show. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't talked to Brandon in a while. I hope you're doing well, dude. Um, happy birthday from us back here in Chico. And then sharing the birthday of April 20th, we've got our um, really – Head patron, when you think about it in a certain way, uh, Brian Canabrocki, owner, proprietor, generally 
good guy uh, that owns the handlebar, longtime supporters of this show by way of advertising. It is uh, Brian's birthday. So, Brian, happy birthday. Also, happy birthday, you silly geese. That's, I think, all of the housekeeping we have, Johnny. So why don't you take us into the brewery? You said it is – it's called RAR. It's pronounced RAR like a kitten. How is it spelled? R-A-R. Okay. Tell me more. They're based in Cambridge, Maryland, like we said, on the shores of the Chesapeake Bay, the local boys brewing local beers. We built our brewery in an 80-year-old former pool hall and bowling alley mm. with the goal of maintaining the building's history while producing well-balanced American brews 10 barrels at a time. Pop quiz member last week. I how do, many, but I forgot. How many gallons <laughs> are in a barrel of beer? I know this. Hang on. I know how many. It's, um, it's, um, did I guess too high or too low? Way too high. I guessed way too high. Yeah. Um, what did I guess? Like, like 200. I guess like yeah. 120 of it. Was it, is it like 53? It's 31. Damn. Yep. Proudly brewing since the summer of 2013. So happy 10 years, guys. Uh, with no intentions of slowing down, striving to continuously produce products that our community can take pride in. Let's tease so, in that description. So it sounds like they they go for like safe, traditional style beers is what I'm guessing. And as you're digging it out of the icy trenches of our podcast oh, yeah. today. Nothing um, nothing weird or out of order at what all. What did you so okay? Obviously, we're being sarcastic. You heard the intro. This is not a traditional beer. This is a smoothie sour, um, and both of our beers today are. What – and you said that these are both from, both from a series called Out of Order. Mm-hmm. And this first one is called Here Kitty Kitty, and it's 6.2%. And you said the flavors are bourbon make uh, – even I messed it up. Bourbon, maple, bacon, cupcakes. Now, do we know if this beer was brewed with those things? As you know, I don't eat pork. I might have an issue. I'll still drink it. Um, or is this is – this, or are those like tasting notes? No, it's got all that stuff in it. So, man, yeah, uh, 6.2% bourbon, maple, bacon, cupcakes are lactose sour, base conditioned on bourbon concentrate, maple syrup, bacon, and our pastry cream. Man, okay, so, so, that's a lot. Um, We should also point out we've never uh, had this brewery on the show before, which is exciting to me. Should we give a shout out to where we got these beers? Yeah, what's up, Philip? Shout out. Mr. James. Yeah, um... We can give more backstory on that later if we want, but for now, I think we start pouring this thing. Um, Johnny, you're giving me inquisitive eyes because of what's in the can, I'm it guessing? L- it looks like gravy. It does look a little bit. Let's talk about what the can looks like because I'm going to rate my beers a little bit differently today. I'm trying out a new thing where instead of giving my beers 10 points total, potentially, I'm giving them 20. See, I got to push back on this. I know. But you said I could try it's, it my it's way. It's going to screw up the whole compendium. I thought about this too. Okay. And we can work out the nitty gritty, but no. I just want to try it. And if I don't change the compendium, fine. But quick, I'm trying this today. Quick interjection. Sure. I say you go out of 10 and then give an additional score with a 10 point okay. awesome factor. I'm fine with that. I'm fine with that. So you got there. your rating and then you've got the awesome sure. factor. They're, okay. The wow. The razzle dazzle. Okay. But I'm going to break it down into two awesome factors because they're very different factors. Okay. Um, but I want to start with my first awesome factor, which is like the visual appearance, both of the can and the liquid inside. And this is a pretty good one to try this out on because this can is, we'll put it lightly and say unique. Would you want to describe what's on the can or do you want me to? You go ahead. I'm a little flabbergasted. Okay. Oh, oh hang on. Stop for me. I got to take a video because um, what's oh. actually happening since we are a an audio, audiological medium is that Johnny tried to pour it. Do it one more time, my guy. Oh. Um, and it didn't pour. It um, it actually, it won't fully come out of the, don't spawn on your computer, man. Oh, so it's coming out in globs. He had to tilt it maybe um, 10 degrees past uh, horizontal with the ground. There's just a cl- – it's clogged. There's it's like actually, a- it actually is clogged with um, whatever's in the beer. So uh, if you're hearing this and you're like, man, what does that look like? You can check on our Instagram. By the On Friday morning, we'll post this on our story. Um, and it really is a, a sight to behold. So I'm going to pour some in my glass and we'll see how – how long this takes. It might take a couple minutes. If this so, is we'll, kind of revolting. If so, we'll do some podcast magic, but I'm going to pour it as well. Okay. So it's in our glasses now. Let's, um, let's, let's decide you and me together. Did you are, still want to describe are, the can? I don't, I think I'm past it. I'll try my new technique <laughs> okay. later. Do you, should, should we taste it? Well, yeah. Okay. Um, we might die just to fully recap now that we have the whole thing in our glasses. Um, it was really, if you didn't look at the video that we've posted at this point, is very, very globby to the point that it, it actually wasn't coming out of the can um, at all for a second and then kind of globbed its way in. And then there was like, it was almost like there were little tiny dam blobs. And every time a dam broke, liquid came out and then, um, you know, and then, and then. My spit is hot right now. Yeah. It's got a, is there a way to describe it other than just like bacon? Cause there is like a bacony fat kind of quality to this and, um. Gravy dude. It's country gravy. It's white, like 
pepper country gravy. It's that yeah. consistency. Like if you're at like the Golden Corral buffet where all you upstanding citizens frequent, sure, and you're at the 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 gravy boat, train, what have you, whatever vehicle your gravy comes out of, you're there. There's a ladle. It looks like something from a sad, sad salad bar. Yeah. Like, you know, the, could sa- be, you know could the sad, this could be sad dessert scoop. Yeah. Or sad Just salad dressing scoop. Glob on a prison plate. Yeah. Yeah. So you take yourself a nice hefty ladle full and throw it on your biscuits and your biscuits today are our, our glassware. Yeah. Soon to be our palates and our mouths and our stomachs. Uh, and just that all, like, I know maybe I'm crying wolf here. Cause I think I've said stuff like this before. Like I'm scared to drink it. Um, but I am like, I'm not going to drink much of this cause I am pretty scared of what could happen. Well, it smells like so much weird bacon in here right now. Like I'm, it's almost unsettling. There's quite a bit of vanilla on the nose too. Could you see, I didn't, I didn't look when I had the can, but would you see if there is by chance a canning date on this thing? Cause I know it was sitting in our friend Phil's fridge for probably a while. It says drink fresh right on it too. I'm sure we're not doing that. Nope. I wouldn't be surprised if this has somehow spoiled. Cause we have like the cream going, right? We got the pastry cream in here. There's, um, there's, if it is conditional bacon, like this could have curdled and gotten really. Um, oh, so we could like actually get food poisoning. That's from what I'm this. saying. Like I don't actually want to drink it. I, I'm going to try it because uh, because this is what we do. This is the show, I guess. But I am going to taste it. and I think you should taste it with me. Well, you'll know real quick if it's spoiled. Yeah. So you're taking your lactose pills, which is smart. I don't know if they make um, food poisoning pills, but if they do, um, maybe we should take those too. Um, well, let's do one of these. Here, down the hatch. Cheers. Don't I'm not, get not it doing on my down computer. The hatch. Um, but okay, let's give it a go. We're both going to taste it. Oh, Mm-mm. Uh, so that's, that's a, <laughs> dude, don't, you're going to make me gag. That's one of the most horrible things I've ever tasted. That's a flavor that, that Look exists. at my eyes. Yeah. Your eyes are watering. Your face is so red oh. right now. Um, um, just pretend it's pudding. Um, I, we have to listen back to this when we're done because some of this isn't going to translate. I'm not trying yours. No, try mine. I don't want to try yours. I think yours. mine tastes better than Great, yours. Great, try mine. Okay. I think you, you got all the thick parts. Mm-mm. Nope. They're the same. It's the same. Come on, man. It's got a real yogurt thing happening. That's a really, really nice way of putting it. See, I don't think it tastes as bad as our brains are telling us it tastes. No, I I do. I really don't like what I just tasted. It yeah. almost made me throw up. Yeah, I'm I'm fighting nausea pretty hard right now. It it's like you took Ooh. like leftover biscuits and gravy that's like a bacon gravy, mm-hmm. the white bacon mm-hmm. gravy, and then you mixed it with like vanilla yogurt. Yeah, totally. And then and let then, it all curdle. And then yeah, added like ginger ale or something weirdly something carbonated, carbonated mm. in a kind of Little citrusy. Tangy. Yeah. Yep. And just let it deform and just become violently odd. Yeah, that's the worst. Like, I guess we're calling it a beer, and I guess we always have to rate what's in front of us. And sure, maybe it's not in its ideal condition, whatever. That's the worst beer I've ever had ever in my life. Not even close to, like, it's it's moved, it's shifted the scale. Like, we did that beer in our first year of doing the podcast. Um, um, you know, the one from L.A. that I can't think of the name Angel of. Angel City. Angel City IPA, Right. That was a one for us, but this is so much worse than that. And I can't make that one higher, so I wish we could go in negatives, but we can't because it's a scale of one to ten. This beer has adjusted the scale for me, which is, I don't think this happened is, ever. Is this like the zero? No, no, it has to be one to ten. It's not zero to ten. So this is the new one. Um, or it's a point five if you want to get it's into It's one desk. to ten. There's nothing lower than a one. We can't do it. It'll mess up the compendium. <laughs> that's fair. Um, no, that's horrendous. I hate it. I'd like to move on. That's the worst thing I've ever had. It's disgusting. Tell me why it's disgusting. It almost made me throw up. Yeah. That's it. That's all I need to say. That's fair. Sometimes the description writes itself. Yeah. It's it's a 1.1. Yeah. Okay. All right. Could be slightly worse. I just don't know even numbers, man. Okay, fine. It's a little... Okay. No. Do you have anything else on this? Or yeah, we, we got to take five. I need some water. All right. Then we'll use this as our break. Once again, you're listening to Fresh Hop Cinema. Think we got this beer wrong? No, you don't. Quiet. We got this beer right. You can let us know that by getting in touch with us probably on Instagram at Fresh Hop Cinema, uh, or you can send us an email uh, if you would like to write some strongly worded words to us. Maybe you're the brewery. Um, and if if we are drinking this beer like way too old and you've never seen this in your beer, send us another one. Happy to try it again. If it comes out any less thick than this, I will taste it again. 
but dear Lord. Anyways, either whatever the case may be, we do love feedback. And if you like the show, please, please, please take 30 seconds. Leave us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. It really does only take a couple seconds, and it's one of the most efficient ways to help us get our show in front of new potential listeners. Incoming is a trailer for Renfield. If you haven't seen it yet, fear not. There are no spoilers in our next segment, so don't go anywhere. I'll be right back. Sorry to interrupt. Are you okay? I need to get out of a toxic relationship. Why don't you start by telling us what brought you here? My boss, he's different. You can't get him out of your head. No. I need your assistance. I'm coming, master! Oh, you feel like he could destroy you with the snap of his fingers. Wouldn't even need to snap. Okay. Uh Uh-huh, that sounds familiar. Yeah, what? Renfield. Bringing innocent victims. I want a handful of nuns, a busload of cheerleaders. And I just want a normal life again. But this modern world is a dangerous place. Thank you. You saved my life. Did I watch you cut a guy with a decorative serving platter? It's all in the wrist. Let me explain. My boss gave me this power. In return, I tend to his needs, including care, feeding. You bring in people to eat? You're like the guy that gets the villain's postmates. But if you were to stop focusing on his needs, what would happen? He won't grow to full power. Exactly. He won't grow to full power. What? That's so weird. Why would you phrase it like that? But yes. Hi. Are you here for the meeting? Well, come on. No! No! Some call me the Dark One. Others, the Lord of Death. To most, I am the Okay. Obviously, we're dealing with a little bit more than just narcissism here. Well, if you're just joining us, you're listening to Fresh Hop Cinema, a show about the worlds of craft beer and film, sometimes regrettably so. If you're listening on the radio waves of KZFR 90.1 FM, you're only going to be hearing the first half of our show on the radio today. But if you'd like to hear the whole thing, you can go subscribe to Fresh Hop Cinema on Apple Podcasts or wherever quality podcasts are found. It will be available to stream tomorrow morning at 7 a.m. So at the end of this, if you just can't get enough, go listen. Okay, again, that was a trailer for a film called Renfield. Renfield, who here is played by Nicholas Holt, is uh, the tortured aide to his narcissistic boss, Dracula, played, of course, by Nicholas Cage, and he's forced to procure his master's prey and do his every bidding. However, after centuries of servitude, he's ready to see if there's a life outside the shadow of the Prince of Darkness. Again, this was directed by Chris McKay. You might know his name from um, a film that we had a lot of fun talking about but didn't really like called The Tomorrow War. I liked it. Uh, you did? Mm-hmm. I guess I liked it okay, but like, it wasn't an amazing movie. It was, no, uh, but I liked it. Chris Pratt, J.K. Mm-hmm. Simmons, yeah. um, fighting uh, the future. Future alien. Pretty or... much. To save his daughter. Mm-hmm. God, that was a fun. I love time travel movies. Right. Um, he also directed the Lego Batman movie in 2017, which is a movie I did not see steeped, when it came out. <laughs> steeped in lore. <laughs> like show. a nice Earl Grey. Sure. Um, this film had cinematography by Mitchell Amundsen. It also stars Aquafina. She plays Rebecca Quincy, uh, a sort of um, fight the corruption in the police force and take down organized crime in her town. Cop, her father died because of the mob and she's out to avenge his death and stop crime, clean up the streets, that kind of character. And you got Ben Schwartz playing Teddy Lobo, the very entitled son of said mafia family, um, doing a very Ben Schwartzy kind of thing. The worst. Right. Um, this came to theaters on April 14th. It runs just over 90 minutes at an hour and 33 it's a movie that hasn't been on my radar a ton. Um, I don't even remember how we came to the conclusion we'd cover this, but we did, and here we are. So let's talk about Renfield. Johnny Summers, what did you think, sir? Oh, I absolutely hated it. Oh, absolutely hated it? Absolutely hated it. Well, tell me more. Why? It was 
Whew, man, I, I'll be the biggest proponent of a good, bad movie. Okay. One that doesn't take itself too seriously. Maybe and, like Vampire's Kiss. Yeah, cool. something silly, slapsticky, whatever. But this movie was so atrociously bad in its writing, its acting, its its plot, its everything about it. It's over-the-top cartoonish violence that felt completely out of place in this movie. Uh, tonally, it was so all over the place. Like, it, where, it, well, like where did it, it go, went, man? It went from <laughs> like super slapstick, cheesy bro comedy to attempted horror, which the inclusion of violence doesn't not in itself make, make it a, horror, make a film a horror film. Even if it's vampires? Even if it's vampires. I, I do not care. Uh, so... I mean, and you're standing, attempting to stand on the shoulders of films like Shaun of the Dead, like Army of Darkness. Like I don't know if you'd throw an Army of Darkness with Shaun not, of the Dead, but yeah, Army of Darkness. That it, I'm, what am I thinking of? I have no idea. The Zach, um, Zach uh, Snyder movie. No, that's Army of the Dead. Yes, my bad. Army of Darkness with that uh, was the Evil Dead three. I think. Okay. Sequel, is he, yeah, Bruce I was gonna Dickens? say Evil Dead should be in yeah. there too. Then. Bruce okay. Campbell, Chainsaw Hand. This is my boomstick. Sure. One of the best horror comedies of all time. That's what boomsticks from. Mm -hmm. I didn't know that. Yeah. Uh, Tucker and Dale versus Evil. Kind of a horror comedy. Oh, a hundred percent a horror. Cabin comedy. in the Woods. Mm -hmm. Classic. So you've got some somewhat of a formula to follow. But what happened here was tonally completely all over the place. Nick Cage crippled by poor writing and sure. poor oral prosthetics. Like, if you're going to do voiceover yeah. anyway, I don't want it to sound like you've got a hockey mouthpiece in the whole time. Yeah. Super distracting, ineffective practical effect that completely took me out of the movie, left me devoid of anything mm -hmm. except being annoyed at his character. Uh, I mean, I think Nicholas Holt was the only one that kind of kept this movie together. Aquafina was atrocious. I hated her in this movie. <laughs> okay. Everything about her character and every line that she delivered, mm -hmm. even like the physical comedy, mm -hmm. there was a scene in a hallway uh, where she- I was just thinking about that. It made me want to throw things. For me, that worked two times. She does it three times, whatever it is. The turnaround, the look at their- mm -hmm. It worked twice, no. and then she did it a third time. They did not work a single once. Right. And then you've got Ben Schwartz. Ben Schwartzing all- over the place. Do you like Ben Schwartz normally? I love Ben Schwartz. Okay. I loved him in Parks and Rec. And you like Aquafina most of the time. Do you not? I, the, the jury's still out there. Okay. All right. So, uh, you know, front to back, it didn't know what it wanted to be. I am here for a horror comedy. Sure. This was neither horror nor comedy, and it left this viewer feeling quite dead inside. Okay. Out of 10. Out of 10, this was like a 2.2. .2. Okay. 2.2. 2. I hated it. Seems about right. I didn't Least favorite movie of the year so far. Wow. Okay. And I've seen 65. I you have? Yeah. This year? Yeah. It's pretty good. No. Man. The movie 65. Oh. I was like, man, you're really, like, you're cranking <laughs> out. It's only April. Yeah. Um. Okay. I didn't hate it quite that much. I definitely didn't like it. Um. I saw it out of town. I saw it with my mom. We were in, um, basically in Santa Cruz. Um. You know, like I'm. I really enjoyed the unbearable weight of massive talent. I enjoyed Nick Cage in general. I think the roles he's deciding to take, sort of later in his career these days, are often less self serious than some of his early stuff, which for some reason came off as more serious. Mm -hmm. um, like, like, like his early stuff, he took so seriously it came off as joking. And this stuff, like unbearable weight, um, is is so lighthearted that you can almost take him more seriously. Mm -hmm. This one isn't quite that. I was hoping it would be more lighthearted and more funny, but you're right. It doesn't quite tell the line between comedy and horror right. There's also like a bunch of, they try to do the action thing. The, the, the violence in this movie is if you combine something like um, John Wick, but dumbed it down quite a bit and then added in like a, a peacemaker element, the HBO series. Meets like Mortal Kombat. Meets like Mortal Kombat, sure. Um, it's like very goofy, splattery combat that, there's one sequence that worked okay with me in an apartment complex. I thought that was kind of funny. That was about the height of it for me. Um, most of the characters are pretty half drawn. Um, a lot of storylines don't need to be there. It's it's a bit of a bummer for me. It's a way to kill 90 minutes. If you like, I would say if you love vampire movies, don't watch it. I would say if you love Nick Cage, don't watch it. It's not for almost anyone. It's for people that don't really care. Do you know what I mean? Like, So that's people that shouldn't even watch a movie. No, it's for people that want to pop into the theater and be like, I want to watch something that I have no investment in necessarily and, and be kind of entertained for 90 minutes. Go watch Mario. There's, have you seen it? No, Maybe. but I can guarantee you I would put $1,000 that it's better than this. Cash. <laughs> oh, maybe. I don't know. What's bothered me? Well, so, okay. So my rating out of 10 is probably closer to a three. Okay. It's not great. Three yeah, out no. of 10. This movie isn't for anyone. 
it's not for anyone. It's for people that aren't. It's like you know when you it's ask somebody, like, "What kind of movies do you like? What kind of music do you like?" And those people say everything. It's for those people. Maybe. It's for people that don't have specified taste. Yeah. And they might not even love it. They'll be okay or, with it. Because why wouldn't they be? Or they people got, that have bad taste. Or Yeah, that's true. So it's actually for a lot of people. Yeah. As it turns Lots out. Lots of people do have bad taste. Um, yeah, yeah. I will say one more thing about my rating. Um, it is so low because I hold this genre very near and dear to my heart. It's fair. Some of my all-time favorite movies fall into the horror comedy category. Mm-hmm. Like I would put Shaun of the Dead in my top 10 list all-time movies. Nice. So like – same with a couple of the Bruce Campbell movies. I mean, they're up there. What are those? Uh, Evil Dead, yeah. Army of Darkness. Who, what did Sam Raimi do? Those? He yeah, was he the did, director. Right? Yeah, okay. Yeah. Got Bruce it. Campbell was like the main character, though. Or the main actor. Gotcha. Who played sure. Ash. So Chris McKay, director here, also, if I'm not mistaken, had written a bunch of stuff for Robot Chicken. Yes. Which is also kind of like a similar – like you can see where the the – not motivation, maybe inspiration or – experience comes from some of this stuff works pretty well in the animated realm totally and it just doesn't he doesn't know how to translate it i don't think um no or if, maybe it's not chris is it chris mckay that is robot chicken or is it the yeah. writer of this because i think the writer also wrote for robot chicken then i get robert um no i was looking at uh at mckay's credits yeah, okay. and he had a bunch of of the robot chickenings okay then it must be that the writer was one of the writers on i think it's the walking dead and uh invincible which is mm. a tv show um and there's just like there's just a miscommunication here in in tonal delivery from script to screen or even from story to script to screen that i just it doesn't quite work um and, and I, I, I hated nick cage in it i did too and like i don't want to like i went into this hoping to love him as dracula yes i said to my mom as we came out of the screening i i, I said i like the idea of Taking this this you know three hundred year old concept of Dracula and his quote unquote familiar, um, and I'm putting quote unquote because I don't think everybody knows what that is. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you've seen like what we do in the shadows, which by the way that Far should be superior. the end of vampire comedy. Like, yep. like you could call that a horror comedy in a lot of ways. No, it is hundred percent. I don't think it tries to be scary in the same way that some of these other movies do. That's a horror comedy in a nutshell. They're but like Shaun of the Dead is scary. There's some scary moments in Shaun of the Dead. I don't mean like scary, scary. A little bit like, more suspenseful, yeah. Like there's no that. moment, like nobody really die. Like people die in what we do in the shadows, but like comically. People die, like, there's some, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I just thought Shaun of the Dead was scary when I first saw it. So now it's in my brain is like a kind Probably. of scary movie. I'm going to lean towards that. Um. Anyways, what was I saying? Um. What we do in the shadows is the yeah. epitome of vampire yeah. movies. That you shouldn't do anything more. Um, yeah, I did lose the thread though. It was something about Nicolas Cage. I'll think of it in a minute. That's all right. Um, what what else do you want to talk about here before we start getting into spoilers? If anything, I think with more assertive choices and dedication to an overall tone, mm-hmm. you could have gone super silly comedy, mm-hmm. and it would have worked. But you had this movie had its feet in like too many camps mm-hmm. and it really needed to pick even like two two still a push yeah like you know but just be more decisive be more of one thing and commit to it and mm-hmm. then maybe the film would have had more cohesion the writing still was very suspect for me so there's yeah, there's not a lot that's redeeming about this movie all right well let's leave it there for now once again you've been listening to fresh hop cinema possibly on kzfr 90.1 fm renfield is currently in theaters if you've seen it and you have thoughts of your own you can reach us on Instagram at fresh underscore hop underscore cinema or send an email to fhccast at gmail.com. Next week on the show, we'll be covering the latest from rising horror director Ari Aster in his latest film, Bo is Afraid, starring Joaquin Phoenix. The film opens in wide release this weekend, so go see it if you want to be in the know. Alongside our review of Bo, we'll be drinking beers from Nightmare Brewing. Both beers are available at SNS Produce right here in Chico. So if you want to drink along with us, head down there and look for our Beer of the Week sticker on beers called Matricide and Glasgow Smile. Uh, also, just to add to that, Bo is Afraid is in wide release locally here in Chico, so it's very accessible. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of Ari, Ari Aster's movies yes. are not, so yep. that's a good tidbit. Go see it, support a theater, and it will be doing a run at the pageant. Although I'm actually not sure that's true, because both Hereditary and Midsommar, if you don't know the name Ari Aster, that's what he's done. That's true. They were wide release movies, but I do think they were limited before they were wide, and here I think he's gained enough traction as a director to go wide almost the same time. I think it's screening at the pageant uh, maybe a couple weeks mm. from now. Okay. But I'm not positive. Either way, it's out there. Yep. You should go see it. Uh, as a reminder, if you want to hear the rest of today's conversation, which includes spoilers for Renfield, a second, maybe full 
beer review. Oh, uh, and Hot and Bothered, which might just be us talking about these <laughs> beers. beers. Head over to your favorite podcast app and subscribe to Fresh Hop Cinema. I promise they're not always this negative. They might be in the future. Who knows? But historically, we try and sprinkle some joy. 300, baby. That's, All negative. That's right. <laughs> to our radio listeners, thanks for tuning in. The rest of this episode will be out tomorrow morning at 7 a.m. on all major podcast platforms. We'll catch you next and every Thursday at 5.30 p.m. on KZFR 90.1 FM, People Powered Radio. Until then, watch some films and drink something that makes your senses sizzle, but not in a sour milk kind of way. And to those of you currently listening in podcast format, we'll be right back with the ever-popular Danger Zone. Danger Zone. Danger Zone. Danger Zone. Danger Zone. Danger Zone. Welcome to the Danger Zone, everybody. It's part of the show where we tell you one last time, actually for the first time and the last time, we're going to spoil, in this case, Renfield. If you haven't seen it and you're concerned about spoilers... God damn, do we live in a cool day of technology. You can pause this conversation, go see the movie, come back and pick up right where you left off, and you can be right there with us. I got to say, I'm offended because Renfield spoiled me, just okay. like that beer. That beer, sure. Nice tie-in. Um, I don't I, you know, I don't care to talk about it that much. Like, I didn't hate it like you did. I was just pretty nonplussed. I was like, okay, like that was that. Dude, a three implies some serious dislike. I really didn't like it. Yeah. But it's not because I hated it. It's because I just really didn't like it. Like it wasn't a, it wasn't a an overwhelming amount of hate. It was just a lack of like. Mm. So I just don't feel a lot of passion well, for it. What's what's that old saying? The the opposite of love is 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 oh um I know what you're trying to say weirdly apathy? enough or no it, it's yeah apathy would be a way not to do caring it. something like that. <clears throat> I believe the expression is it's better to have hated everything than to have been. It's better to no. have hated everything than to have been ambivalent about anything. No, the opposite of love is indifference. Well, that might be right. That's what it is, 100%. That's a song lyric. The opposite of love is indifference. As a pay attention. That is a song. And I sing it. It's it's a Lumineer song. It's a Lumineer song. That's also like a really famous saying. It's called Stubborn Love. I guess that's where they got it. Yeah, Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. That makes more sense, right? <laughs> they, that you're like from a Lumineer. You're like these guys. Years old. The Lumineers are so Whoa, smart. Man, they're so prolific in our society. God, Amazing. You should write books. I'm just impressed that I thought of what song that was from. Nice, decent song. All right, but yeah. yeah. So the, you 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 didn't hate it, but it was an overwhelming amount I'm of difference. F- yeah, I'm gonna forget about this movie pretty quickly. I see. I probably will not because of so the much. burning hatred. That's I what I'm saying. Like it. it's gonna go in one ear and out the other yeah. for me. That's and, like and some. It's like somebody butchering a movie in like your favorite genre. Well, so okay. So like, what is your relationship to Dracula in general? Uh, big fan. I love most Dracula movies. Okay, there's been a lot. I mean, all the way back to. I mean, I've seen the Bela Lugosi films um, and Nosferatu, which they're remaking with Willem Dafoe. I did know that. Super stoked on that. Great. You should. We should, obviously we'll have to cover sure. the original. Like you've probably we'll never that on seen Patreon. it. I haven't seen it. No, it's so fucking good. Uh, the Bela Lugosi version. Um, what is that? Like nineteen uh, late fifties, early sixties. Oh, is it that new? I was thinking like the like the thirties or something. No, Bela Lugosi was in like that Lon Chaney era of like creature features. Okay, sure. You know the Mummy, Creature from the Black yeah, Lagoon, yeah. and all that. Yeah. So it was like probably mid sixties even. Okay, well for me, like I don't have a ton of. Stake in the vampire oh, game. I apologize. Am I right? 1931. Yay. Yep. Cool. Okay. Um, so like vampires, you kind of get the impression have been around for forever in terms of like monster lore. Mm-hmm. They haven't really been around that long. Like Nosferatu was like the first screen depiction of a vampire. Y- yeah. I but think- the first so so like it depends how you define vampire. Like there's some records of like ancient Egypt talking about like Ra's daughters being like, like having vampiric qualities, like, like they would come down and feast on men's blood. But, but in, in the contemporary way that we understand vampires, the first mention was, was basically in like the mid 1800s. Was it Brahm? No, he was the one, he came up with Dracula. Mm. So, which is like, right. The Prince of Darkness, like the one which people kind of assume was based on Vlad the Impaler from the 15th century in modern day Romania. Um, But the idea of vampire came like, at least first appeared in literature, like 50 years before that. And then Stoker was like, okay, I'm going to turn this into a whole book. And that's where you actually get the character Renfield for the first time. Kind of like the guy we get in the movie, but much more tragic in the original literature. So Bram Stoker took vampires 
and made them like an icon, like made the icon. Totally. He took, he took the idea of vampires that somebody had come up with based on probably a bunch of stuff from we human history. Make this badass out of cave, and bro. took Vlad the Impaler from yeah. like a couple hundred years before that and was like, let's put these guys together, make him live in a castle in Transylvania, a place that Stoker had never been, by the so way. We all know Eastern Europeans are sure. terrifying. And, and then it took on this life of its own and we get like, yeah, we start getting movies and we start getting adaptations and um, you get the movie with, um, I think most recently before this one, the one with um, Wesley Snipes. No, Luke. Luke. Luke, um, Luke could have done more research. Luke Evans. It was like Dracula Untold. Do you remember the covers? Like him, oh, like raised yeah. up like this. Um, which I don't think was probably very good. I can't recall. It wasn't bad. But it wasn't good. You also get stuff like um, what's the Vampire Hunter movie with Hugh Jackman? Van oh, Helsing. Helsing. Like that stuff. Like there's so many spinoffs since then. But um, that's just a brief history. But Renfield actually was a real character in this early mythology, which I didn't know. And then mm-hmm. you asked me to look into it, and I did. Um, in the OG version of Dracula, in the Stoker novel, Renfield is essentially like an asylum patient in, in what we would consider an insane asylum. Whoa. He's got this obsession with like eating bugs, which is where it comes from in this movie. Really? So, like, That's he starts, awesome. He starts by eating like something small. I flies. I think it's flies. And then he like uses flies to attract spiders and eats spiders and spiders for birds, eats the birds, is like into Dracula out of this idea that like consuming flesh will like, you know, give you life or powers or whatever. Ultimately Dracula kills him. He's kind of a side character in the whole thing. Hmm. Um, but for some reason he's like continually made appearances in these mythologies. I think he was in the movie we're talking about from the 31 or whatever. Okay. That sounds um, right. I can't think of who plays him. Cause again, I haven't seen it, but um, a long, long history of this character Renfield. And, and he gets much more humanized in this one, which I, again, I thought was, this is what I was saying. Came out of the theater with my mom, and I thought the idea for this movie of taking this pretty toxic relationship, which is a fairly new word as it pertains to this sort of thing, and 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 putting that in a modern context of like mental health stuff, and putting them in an abuser's anonymous 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 group was like a funny idea, but it probably should have been a comic strip, not a ninety-minute movie. Anomina. Uh, that's what I was going to say earlier for anyone that uh, was upset that I didn't finish that. I was upset. Okay. I'm, I'm glad you brought that. Unfortunately, back. now I've lost the loop that I interrupted to close that one. So I guess Renfield's an old character. Yeah, he is. I love the research. Thank you for, for bringing pleasure. that in. I, I knew kind of we would need a little bit more substance sure. to sprinkle on top of this uh, yeah. shit sandwich of a um, movie. Any favorite kills in this movie, that sort of thing, or not? You I really kill. liked when Renfield ripped the dude's arms off, that's beat the somebody with it, and about. then used it as a javelin. Gorgeous. That was fantastic. The see that sequence was about, like I said, the height of of the violence and the comedy. Yeah, I think the the the, the ratios of horror and comedy were all off in this movie, and that's probably a big gripe. Skewing comedy. Skewing comedy by a lot, by yeah. too much. It was yeah. like ninety ten. Do you are you in this in this percentage? Are you differentiating between horror and um, violence, or are you loop, lumping them together? No, I'm not looping in. No, the 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 violence is separate. Okay, because I think it's like if you want to make those three categories, I think it's probably sixty percent humor, thirty percent violence. You say sixty or sixteen? Sixty. Okay. Percent humor, thirty percent violence, ten percent horror. That's pr- that's very. Which I accurate. think is wrong, not incorrect. Factually, I am right. Yes. I think what it should have. I been, agree with you. Yeah. That is a. An it accurate... should have been sixty for this movie to work the way that they intended, or the way that I would have liked it. You know, to work sixty percent violence, thirty mm-hmm. percent horror, ten percent comedy. I agree. The sixteen thirty could have been flipped. I would have taken more horror or more violence. I don't need this much comedy. Exactly, because it's not that funny. It was. It, did you ever watch a movie or a stand-up comedian or anything, even a TV show, any media? Mm-hmm. You can tell when it's just trying to be funny and like it's it's off-putting. It's it is off-putting, mm-hmm. but it's insulting as a even a non-educated, non-critical viewer. If I yes. was just sitting yes. at home knowing I didn't have to make a podcast about this, I'd be like, "This movie thinks I'm fucking stupid." Like this, this is the yeah. humor that they're giving me. It's insulting. It's a weird tie-in, but we've talked about Peacemaker and we've talked about this and we talked about um, oh, so, so good. So Peacemaker, I think, was directed mostly by James Gunn. Is that? Mm-hmm. Do you know if that's right? Yep. Um, who is also in charge of Guardians, most of them, and Guardians Three, which is coming out. He's back now. Yeah, because it was. I can't think of who it was. He got fired for a minute. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he did uh, the Suicide Squad, and mm-hmm. they were like, that was pretty good. We want to hire you back. Right. Anyways, the trailers for Guardians 3 have the same kind of self-aware, overly trying humor stuff that I've really found unlikable. I cringed so hard at that trailer when when I saw this. The final part of that trailer is Chris Pratt saying to Drax, because he's like dragging on a joke. He doesn't even look at him. like walks past the camera and goes, now you're just making it sad. Like that kind of weird, like, like the kind of jokes you see about, this is a very niche 
example, but like, like an incel will talk to themselves in like a grocery store, or like a dude at a party who like doesn't have friends will be like, like narrating his own life. Does this make any sense yeah. to you? I'm like, from the that's internet. a certain brand of humor. Mm-hmm. But when it's in like a movie with a movie star, it just doesn't hit right. No, it's forced. It's I mean, so, yeah. That's why yeah. The, up until this point, the character of the star Lord, yeah. the character of Andy Dwyer, yeah. They worked because the dialogue was written in a way that it was believable that yeah. the character, the actor that is playing the character yeah. and also the character, yeah. it was a believable thing for them to say. Yes. So when you up the ante to become outlandish for comedy's sake, you lose the feelings of genuine emotion in the script. Dude, and it's not even just comedy. I think it's a symptom of, I think it's I think it's like sequel syndrome, mm. which is that a movie starts to develop its own sort of you know, it's like, it's creating its own weather. Yeah. It, yeah. So like, this is what happened with John Wick. I saw John Wick four. Mm-hmm. I want to talk to you about it at some point, but like, it just knows so much of what it is and it just magnifies itself. And it just doesn't always like bigger is not always better for a lot of this. Yeah. I thought John Wick four was less good than three, which is less good than two, less good than one. The one Same is true of guardians. Yeah. If they make another one of these movies, like a spinoff of the Renfield universe with like Aquafina as the main character with her backstory. Like, it's going to get worse. Like, they just uh, announced recently that they're making a spinoff of the John Wick sh- uh, movies called The Continental. Exactly like that. Probably. I would guess. I mean, once you create a playground that's that big, you know, your mm. sandbox is so big, you've created these rules. It's like, you know, putting another identical yet somewhat derivative of yourself slide in that playground mm-hmm. just gets tedious. And yes. like... Who's asking for this content? It's less exciting carbon copies. It's just like more faded versions of the other stuff. And it's exactly. Like, it. It's like recording over a VHS tape totally. a million yeah. times till That's it's just a, nice, a shadow. Nice example. Like, I mean, at this point, is it's it's just a money grab. Yeah. That's really all it is. Yeah. Um, that's all I got for this. Are you, um, clearly we're both lacking a little bit of horror in our lives from this movie. Are you ready to be scared again? Would you like to try to open another beer from RAR? <laughs> at this point, no. <laughs> So we're going to, let's get it out of that. We're going to take a minute. Um, we'll I mean, get it out. We'll check for dates. And there's, there's a chance that for the first time ever on the show, if it doesn't look like we should drink it, we might just audible. Is, is there's never been one time in the history of this show. In all 300 episodes, by the way. Except for maybe the times that I've had to drink an entire Four loco that a beer has made me nauseous. Well, that's four loco time. Yeah, exactly. That's different. That's 24 ounces of glory to the face, baby. So let's open this up and then we'll do a little magic. I'm going to put in a sound so we can get squared away here. But let's let's get Make it a sorted. horror sound, like scary. Oh, so much work. Okay. You want uh, a Wilhelm scream? No. What do you want? Tell me the sound. I want like, like strings and then like a... <laughs> You're, was that an animal or an instrument? No, that's like the instruments, like a... Uh, ooh, give me the uh, okay. that you give one. Me so much homework. That I'm not no, it's just it's just the passage, the 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 famous like ha 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 ha. I know what you're talking yeah. about. Okay, do that. Okay, yeah. So we're here. It's in it's in our glasses. It looks like um, um you're just. Does this have lactose as well? Yeah. Oh, it does? Yeah. Okay. So again, this is out of order. It's their it's their series. Uh, this one's called Wowzers. It's a smoothie sour, 6.2%. And it says it's uh, our lactose sour-based condition on pastry dough, cinnamon, brown sugar, and vanilla icing. Johnny, would you please hand me that can, my good man? There you go, dude. So um, there's I'm going to try it while okay, you look. Okay. There's also not a canning date on this one. Um, so it's hard to say. We are going to reach out to our friend Phil who donated this to the show. Um, cause I'd like to have some idea, uh, you're nodding your head. Like it's not getting some, getting some chunks. Okay. Getting some chewy bits. Um, it's definitely a ton of sediment in the spirits all over the room in my glass. Yeah. What um, is that? taste it. Yeah. It tastes, it's dude, that's a cinnamon roll in a good way. That's like pastry dough. Well, that, good. Okay. Um, so the, let's talk about the can, I guess. It's a it's a baby blue can with um, two beat-up dogs. Um, what, they look, one's maybe a detective. I think he looks like a detective. Is there, there's a detective dog that I can't think of the name of. McGruff, mm, the crime dog. Is that what I'm thinking of? Yeah. What's the one that's a superhero that was on Cartoon Network? Oh. You remember that? Yeah. Um, oof. Oh, my Man, God. that's a deep cut. That's what it made me think of. But I think you're probably more on Wonder it. Dog. Wonder Dog? Yeah. That could be right. Um, but this is like an inspector. No, gadget everyone, all every one of the people is screaming. I know. <laughs> Wonder, Wonderhound, Wonderhound. Is that where Secret Show gets it? It can't be Wonderhound. Uh, 
Have no fear. Um, underdog. Underdog is here. That's what it is. Yeah. Well, that's a dumb pun, but okay. Anyways, this is the dog who has an inspector's coat and has an inspector gadget sort of deal going on. And he's pretty beat up and uh, got a bag of something and a, and a yeah, I remember, I remember underdog, yeah. Uh, and a magnifying glass and his little buddy. And they're both, I don't know, it's kind of a freak can, man. I don't, it's giving me bad vibes. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give this can and the beer because it looks gross. I'm giving this a one out of five for my extra bonus ratings. That you didn't give the first one. Didn't deserve it, did it? Uh-uh. Any commentary on on the visual vibes of this thing? I like the can. You I do? I like it quite a bit. I like the color the choices. The color's nice. That's true. It's got a really nice, like, what would you call that? Like, almost a teal, but a little bit more blue than green. Yeah. Yeah, somewhere between baby blue and um, and teal. Yeah, I like the can. I like the, the, the color choices. Um, he's also got, like, an Inspector Gadget type thing happening. I've said Inspector Gadget about three times moments ago. With the hat. I'm, You're not wrong. Yeah. <clears throat> but the real question here is how's the beer? Beer's and, great. The it's, beer's great. It's not great. It's well, come, I'm coming at it from so much fear compared to the first one. It's absolutely great. Okay, it's it's um very it's very um candy sweet, which I wasn't expecting. Yeah, rather than like pastry sweet. I know it's kind of a slight distinction, but it's almost got more of like a. I mean, there's a ton of cinnamon there. There's a ton of like the brown sugar. There's all of the stuff you'd expect in the cinnamon roll. Mm-hmm. Um. And I guess no, they do. They point out that there, it's fluffy raspberry cinnamon rolls. So that's actually that's the fruitiness. That was the sweetness mm-hmm. I was hearing, tasting. Yeah, hearing with my tongue. Fluffy raspberry cinnamon rolls with icing. No, that's great. I actually I think this is great. I really like this a lot. It's so much better. And maybe that's the strategy. Can you imagine if we had done the beers in reverse order? Oh, I wonder if we would have liked this one as much. Maybe not. Do you like this? It is tasty. It seems kind of one note on the. Just it's like a saccharin white sugar vibe. Yeah. Like if I just took a yeah. spoonful of of kitchen sugar. I think the cinnamon's in there. Is that what you just said? Cinnamon white sugar? No, I said, you said saccharine white sugar. Yeah. yeah. No, there's a ton of cinnamon though. Mm-hmm. It's got a really strange but cinnamon isn't sweet. Cinnamon is an herb that is added uh, yeah, cinnamon to is... give flavor. Cinnamon's spicy. It's, exactly. It's a it's spice. A spice. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Uh, so the sweetness is is, herb. is one note. Yeah. Spice herbs can be spices. Can they? I don't know. No, that's why we say herbs and spices. I'm pretty sure. It doesn't matter at all for our listeners. Which is cinnamon though, because it's a stick. Cinnamon's a spice. It doesn't. It's doesn't it's grow. It doesn't grow on a vine. Like it's like herbs grow on. They're like plants. Cinnamon. Herbs, uh, cinnamon's bark. Herbs have leaves. We sound like such idiots. No, we right don't. Nobody great. talks about this. You know, we all just go through life every day. Like we all know what herbs and spices are. Yeah. No one knows. Don't make me start on Italian herb and cheese. Who knows what that means? Yeah. I know what that one means. That one's easy. Yeah, I like this beer. It is tasty. The sweetness is a little one note, but you're getting. A t- I get a ton of the raspberry. I definitely get the cinnamon. Uh, don't get as much like icing. I always have anticipated either like a cream cheese icing type mm-hmm. flavor, like Cinnabon icing. Which did you know that you can just get like a twenty ounce to go cup of Cinnabon icing? I'm so I am so unsurprised. Yeah, right. Like just the least surprised I've been yeah. about anything all day because of that fact or of that fact. Yep. But we don't deserve to live on this planet anymore. Yeah. It's too much. Ice. You don't need that much icing. I guess if you're trying to make, you know, you can, obviously you probably know this. People know this. I just didn't know. But like you can buy Olive Garden Italian dressing mm-hmm. at grocery stores. I just found that out like two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. So if you're going to create a recreation of an Olive Garden salad, which is what I did, you want the dressing. And See, I guess if you're making cinnamon rolls, you want the icing. Like uh recent invention is that like you're getting fast food chain like sauces, mm-hmm. like the dressing obviously. But mm-hmm. one of my favorite condiments fast food wise all time is arby's horsey sauce what's no you picked like the least popular almost grossest restaurant you could have picked i'm a big arby's fan god i'm wondering who's going there okay me yeah and (laughs) me uh also they have a horseradish mayonnaise and it is delicious okay it's called horsey Horsey sauce sauce. and you can get bottles of it at safeway now well just horsey sauce what does arby's even sell dude don't say the meats i know they have the meats i'm just wondering like they're like um, sandwiches, like like hot sandwiches. They have hot sandwiches and cold sandwiches. But do they have burgers? Sometimes, but like sandwiches are their jam. Yeah, all right, and they're good yeah. to you. They have a seasonal. Usually comes out in the spring. It's a uh, pecan and grape. Chicken. Do you know the rotation? Pecan and chicken oh. salad. I, dude, I work on the road. I know, but so okay. do I. But well, you got to get on that Arby's game. It's a pecan and walnut and grape chicken salad sandwich that comes on this delightful whole wheat bread. It's very good. 
I, we could reach out to Arby's because I don't think they got many people saying the kind of stuff you're saying. We might be able to get an endorsement. We should. I will for sure stand for Arby's. Big, big fan. And their curly fries, top notch. It is tough to mess up curly fries. You can, though, because they retain a lot of grease. You have to be real careful. All right. Yeah. Let's so, get back on. So how does this beer compare yeah, to Arby's? Right. That's the know, real question. Had, I couldn't segue. It, so I was like, fault. let's focus. Um, okay. What do you not like about this beer? A little one note on the sweetness. Mm-hmm. That's the thing I keep going back to. Um, you know, for a smoothie sour, I was expecting a little bit more body. It's it's not like a super thick boy, which is fine. Um, it's not thin, though. It's not thin. It's it's medium bodied for a smoothie sour, mm-hmm. put it that way, just given the comparison that we've had over the years, especially today, where we poured yogurt out of a can. Yeah. Um, I enjoy it. I think it's pleasant. I do like the cinnamon. Uh, it's a bit more muted than I expected as far as flavors go. It's not super over the top. The beer or the cinnamon? The the beer, the flavors. Okay. The, the flavors that we're going for. It's not like hit you over the head with any of the notes, like no ras- the raspberry, the cinnamon, the icing. The only thing that's really overpowering is the sweetness. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's... I'll give it that it's well balanced. Mm-hmm. Like it, it would have been very easy to just go too hard with any one of those things, but the fact that they didn't, you end up with something that's fairly drinkable. So, kudos to them for making a beer that's not going to make me throw up. It's a weird barometer, but you're right. Um, it's I, a weird day, my friend. I don't have um, the same issues with this that you have. I don't think it's particularly one note. I do get most of those flavors. I agree, they're not super uh, overpowering of each other. I'm super fine with the way the body is. It doesn't feel too syrupy, which is something I'd be scared of for how much flavor, particularly sweetness, I'm getting here. Um, it's also not overly carbonated, so I'm not feeling like it's it's so bubbly that it's making me burp left and right. Um, I'm I'm into it. I I like this quite a bit. Um, I just still don't like the way the can looks. Um, we have no basis for how much this cost, which is a bummer. I am officially resigning my new beer rating system until next week. There's just not enough context here throughout the episode to do this, but it's good. I like it, and I'm ready to rate it if you are. Yeah, let's do it. Okay, it's an eight. Whoa. I really like it. Holy shit. Yeah, I'm drinking it again. It's super good. Well, that's a crazy score. I really like it. That's that's bananas. Yeah, I think it's one of the better smoothie sours I've had. Okay. It's hecka good. I'm getting huge, like, hard candy vibes from it. Totally. And it's just fine for me. It's like a 5-2. Like a, a little above average. Okay. All right, big boy. I hear you. Do you have anything else in this beer? <laughs> For sure better than the first one. I think that's an understatement. Here's um, the here's the question that matters then. Is it that we drank the first beer too old and it sat for too long with cream and like fat and whatever else is in it and we ignored the label that said drink fresh? By we, I mean you and me, obviously, and then Philip James. This one says drink fresh too. Well, maybe this one is fresh, or maybe there's not as many ingredients in here that will spoil over time. Do you? But do you think that with the caliber of beer that we have in front of us, they were likely to put out a beer that was as bad as what we had in the first one, or do you think it was spoiled? I think that's a no-brainer. It's clearly a spoiled beer. They went bad. It's got to be. It's got to be. They wouldn't have been able to can something that was that. It wouldn't have gone in a can. It would have just not gone in. So, yeah. Well, I'd like to try the first one again then. I want to taste it fresh. Um, so, Rar, I'm talking to you. Um, please send it our way. Get in touch. We'll give you our mailing address, our P.O. box. And if that's not a legal thing, we'll figure out another way to do it because we are in California. Yeah. Johnny, are you ready for Hot and Bothered? Let's do it. Hot Johnny, what's got you hot or bothered this week? Also, before you answer, if you are new to the show, that's where we veer away from beer and movies and talk about what we are excited about or possibly bummed out about in our lives. Well, I worked this weekend, so that was a little bit of a mixed bag of both hot and bothered. Mm-hmm. I, I poured uh, some beers at the Brewfest for the beer distributor I work for. Uh, it was at the Chico Alts Lodge. It was a big – the noon exchange one was all inside. If you were there, you know what I'm talking about. Um did it suck to work on a Saturday and have to get up early and yes. help set up a brew fest? Yes. Was it really fun? Like when you ask yourself questions and answer them. It's fun to me. Yeah. Is it fun? Yes, it, it is. is. It yes, it yes, is. It is. <laughs> um, you know, was it fun to pour beers for a bunch of people that I haven't seen in months, some people years? Yeah, it was a blast. Yeah. 
good time to reconnect with the community. Took a lot out of me. It was a very mixed bag. Ended up exhausted at the end of the day. But I will say it was well worth it. So shout out to everyone that came out to the brew fest. Nice. All right. Um, it's been a long time. I want to start getting back to either like an album or a song that's got me really hyped. Um, oh, sure. There's some good music coming out right now. Uh, Metallica just released a new album called 72 Seasons, and it has absolutely no business being as good as it is. Why not? Uh, for a while. They've sucked for so long, in my opinion. Oh, this right. is a real return to form for them. They they got back to super guitar-driven, mm-hmm. riff-based music, some good songwritings, all the... Uh, Production-wise, the tones that they used and a lot of the musical choices that Mm -hmm. were made Mm -hmm. in the production of this album uh, work really well together. I think there was a nice, tasteful use of distortion. Okay. Um, It's fun getting back around to kind of a more subdued style of music to enjoy. I think I was stuck in a bit of a a rut musically for maybe a year, year and a half, where if Mm -hmm. it didn't have Mm -hmm. a big breakdown and uh, double bass you know, all throughout. Like I was very stuck in like deathcore, metalcore for for a chunk of time there. And I think I'm kind of moving past that phase and, and getting back into what I liked about heavier music from the beginning. So if you want some tasty riffs and some well constructed songs Love and that. actual um some pretty uh well written lyrical content that dealt with some some heavy stuff. Like there's a song about suicide on this album. It's 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 a real sign of um, aging with grace, I would say, as a, a heavier band, uh, changing your music to maybe more appropriate lifestyle. You know, it mm-hmm. fits mm-hmm. them as mm-hmm. the humans that they are at this point well. So I don't think it's fair to expect the same thing from a band that you know the members are 50, 60 years old. Sure, you know, to put out the same thing they did when they're nineteen. Um, so big fan, uh, pleasantly surprised. I think it's a very worthwhile album. I nice. think you should check it out. Seventy. You think seasons. I should check it out? I mean, you, the listener. But me, I don't know. Do you like Metallica? No. Do you like heavier Mm-mm. music? Mm-mm. Do you like a little chugga 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 chugga? I was just on a train. Do you like Motorhead? Not really. Okay. So I'm gonna skip it. I don't think it's for you. Okay, fair enough. But fans of of that genre do please. Yeah. Okay. What else you got? I think that's it, man. Oh, okay. I'll tell you about this weekend next time. That sounds great. Okay, well then let me take you, everybody, into a little time machine. We're going to go back to the year 2003. Um, Some of you were, I imagine, older than we are now, but some of you were our age. And I was in 2003, uh, about 11, 12, depending on the month. How old were you, Johnny Summers? I graduated in 05, so I was a sophomore. Cool. Um, What else was going on in the world around that time? We uh, invented the do not call list. That was something we were able to do as consumers for telemarketers. Um, It was the last flight of the Concorde. The actual Concorde, the supersonic plane that um, shattered windows if it did it while it was over cities. You can't fly over cities at hypersonic speeds. Big year. We also invaded Iraq that year. But perhaps most importantly, The Lord of the Rings, The Return of the King was released in theaters. Most, more important more than, than Iraq. Than Iraq invasion. <laughs> and over the past couple years, um, theaters have screened chronologically from um, 2021, The Fellowship, The Two Towers, and The Return of the King. The Return of the King being th- this week. So I was in Modesto after a trip with my mom, and my dad and my sister and I- That's your shit right there. Went to uh, a very tricky to nail down screening of The Return of the King. The Hey man, sorry, talking here. Um, uh, the director's cut of the movie. It was about 40 minutes out of Modesto in a little town called Tracy. They had a Cinemark uh, that was screening this at 7.15 at night. And if you're not familiar somehow with The Lord of the Rings, particularly the- lore around the director's cuts. The short version is they're super good, but also very long. The theater time was four hours and 20 minutes. So we got in there at 7.15 and then, you know, out by midnight. But it was so incredible to relive Middle Earth, not even not just like being able to see it on the big screen, um, which you could do if you were an adult in that in 2003, but I was a kid when I saw it. And watching it again with the same people I saw it with my family hmm. was an incredibly emotional and great experience. I think by the time you hear this episode, that is no longer a thing. Most theaters were only doing it like the Sunday, um, whatever that day was, and then like Wednesday the 19th and a couple sporadic dates in between. So we cut on a Tuesday at 7.15. Just incredible. Had a bunch of popcorn, had a beer in the theater. My sister got some junior mints. I had my milk duds as usual. Dad had a cherry Coke. Went out to dinner beforehand. It was great. That's awesome. Had a little bit of family time. Um, And if you haven't rewatched The Lord of the Rings and you like The Lord of the Rings, just rewatch it. Boy, does that movie hold up. I had a a really super hungover Saturday, maybe 
four months ago. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm ordering a burrito, mm-hmm. and I'm going to lay on the couch, and I'm going to watch all three Lord of the Rings movies. Did you get through them? Oh, yeah. Nice, man. It was like a wake up until go to sleep type activity. It's such a great story. Oh, it's so good. It sucks you in. It's a long movie, you know? But Yeah, and I'd never watched them back to back like that, so it was so much more cohesive, mm-hmm. and you weren't trying to think back four hours ago what happened in the last movie. Yeah. So. That's awesome. I'm so glad you got to do that. It was that. so fun. And that sounds like a really, like a legitimately special moment. It was. That's it was so fantastic. Cool. Um, so that was that was what I was got going on this, uh, that was uh, time of this recording. That was last night. So that's the hottest hot you've had in a while. Pretty good one. I like that one. Do you have anything else? Let's for, end on that. For, okay. So that's, you're good. That's too happy. Okay, great. Then as a reminder, if you want to stay up to date with our show next week, we're going to be covering the film Bo is Not Afraid. It comes to theaters this weekend. I think it's, it's from, called Bo is Afraid. What did I say? Bo is Not Afraid. I meant is afraid. <laughs> he actually is afraid, guys. <laughs> Um, it's from Ari Aster who did Hereditary and then Midsommar, um, both, um, I would say, um, genre defining horror films for the modern horror fan. Genre redefining. That's what I meant. Yeah. Um, and alongside that, we're going to be drinking beers from Nightmare Brewing, which is a brewery we've done maybe twice on the show. Mm-hmm. Um, both of the beers we are drinking, which are called Matricide and Glasgow Smile, are available to purchase at SNS Produce right here in Chico. So in theory, you could go pick up those beers, you could see the movie, and then next Friday when our episode drops, you can uh, listen along with us. You will know what we are talking about when it comes to movies, and you can drink right alongside us. Dude, this is an interactive podcast. Totally. And then obviously let us know. Let us know if you have thoughts on those beers. Take pictures. Tag us. Let's go. Anything um, that we've talked about this week, get in touch. If you happen to see Lord of the Rings in the theaters, please get in touch with me. That would be pretty freaking awesome. Or if you've heard the new Metallica album, let us know. Or if you've seen Renfield, don't email. Email. Definitely email. And we can all commiserate on that. Um, I think that's all I got. As usual, the show wouldn't be what it is without the support of Bailey Minardi. Um, Shout out to The Handlebar. Sick-ass happy hour. Thanks to everybody on Patreon, and my name's Max Minardi. My name's Johnny Summers. Guys, whatever you do, don't drink a beer that's the consistency of yogurt. Watch some stuff that makes you happy. And as always, most importantly, be good to each other. See you next week. This is Fresh Hot Cinema.